Hi, this is Representative Derek Kilmer from Washington's 6th District, welcoming you back to my podcast called Quick Questions About Congress with Kilmer. Has not gotten any easier to say the more I do this. (laughs) Uh, Today, I'm sitting down with my colleague, Jamie Herrera Butler from Washington's 3rd District. Thanks for being with me, Jamie. Oh, this is a pleasure. So, um, I have actually been to your district. Uh You're rare in that most of these I've never been to, like... Mm -hmm some of these places. So, um, but for those who haven't, talk mm-hmm. about Washington's third district, both like geographically and then like, what's your district okay. about? Are there particular industries and whatnot? So it's funny. So now that I'm talking to to someone who represents your district, which abuts my district, yes. it's going to be hard to say yeah. it is the best district in the country. Dang it. I know. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to say the, the same. challenge flag. I'm actually going to challenge you on so that. So we'll but. just take the whole region. Yeah. Um, the west side of the state it is beautiful. That's where I grew up. I grew up in Clark County down mm-hmm. in a in an area called Hawkinson. It's mm-hmm. not its own town. Our, we have to use the Brush Prairie zip code. Um, so people are always like, oh, you're from Brush Prairie. What is that? And I'm like, nope, I'm from Hawkinson. And believe it or not, there was confusion and drama around that. Um, but it's located in uh, the east side of Clark County is where I grew up. And it's fabulous. You know, there's a lot of different industry. And it's evolved over time, yeah. much like yours. Yeah. Um, a lot of resource-based jobs um, that are evolving. We are now have a growing silicon forest. Mm-hmm. Um, we have tech companies that are doing different things from chips um, to memory to, to just new advances in technology and, and healthcare. Um but I, I, I'd still say it's fairly small to medium-sized business fa- focused. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to call us the canary in the mine shaft. We mm-hmm. don't have a lot of a ton of government workers. We don't have a ton of heavy, you know, industry manufacturing. We have a lot of small and medium-sized um, businesses doing, or some in some t- cases, you know, multi-generational family businesses. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's the best. It's the coolest. Yeah, we're on the Columbia River. And then we go out to the mouth of the Columbia, the yeah. mighty Columbia, out to where it spills into the Pacific Ocean. Vancouver, Did, Vancouver's the biggest city, right? Yes. Vancouver, okay. Washington. Yes. America's going, Vancouver. America's Vancouver. This right. is a – so I called – so funny. I called this um, person this weekend. I didn't know him from Adam, and I was asking him for some help with something. And some a friend of mine had said, call this guy. He might, you know, have some answers for you. And – he told me that he took my call because he just thought that Vancouver, su- that British Columbia is such a beautiful place. Because you, know, you know how it pops up Vancouver yeah. with the, I and I didn't correct him because I yeah. wanted his help, but yeah. I was like, no, buddy, there is one in your country. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, so yeah. what brought you here? What 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 oh. led to you? This is going to sound goofy, but when I was really young, I knew I wanted to be involved in American politics, mm-hmm. like really young. My mom homeschooled us in the early early years, and then I ended up going to our lo- one of our local high schools, graduated from UW. Yeah. Um, but it was in those like elementary school years, she used to take us to city council meetings, or she took us up to ev- Olympia every year to get a feel for state government. We yeah, had That cool. was part of like our civics education. We had yeah. to write a letter to the editor. And I got hooked. I remember going to Olympia one yeah. year, like in fifth grade, and seeing representatives and thinking, oh, I want to be involved in this, yeah. It's which is super goofy, but it kind of stuck with me. You know, as I got older and I realized this is a good way for me to help people. Like I, I truly do believe in in service and people. You have to find your calling. Everybody's built with something mm-hmm. to give, and you're not happy unless you are fulfilling that potential. That's what I, I get to tell young people. I'm sure you do at baccalaureate speeches. But that for me, when I when I discovered that that was through service, like in 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 politics and public in public elected office, I just found my sweet spot. So. That's hard to so that's interesting. I think that's really mm-hmm. kind of cool that you found your calling early in life. So how did you 
how did you dive into it, right? <laughs> because it's hard when you're yes. like an 18-year-old yes. or something like that. Yeah. So you finished the UW. I finished did, UW. And during that time, I learned how I you can do internships. Yeah. Like you can get out of class if you want to and go do internships. <laughs> I did like three of them. I did one at a talk radio show in Seattle, which I loved. I, at one point, I thought maybe I'll do broadcast journalism and like cover politics. But I, I came back to, you know, I want to run for office someday. Mm-hmm. And um, so interning and putting yourself in in that space, building relationships, networking, just like anything. Yeah. Although I I took it very seriously. Abraham Lincoln said, I will prepare and my time will come. And I mm-hmm. felt like for me, it meant volunteering. I remember going to, um, uh, it was a party event and I was the youngest person in the room by half yeah. and I knew no one. And I remember thinking, okay, just be bold here. Introduce yourself to people because you're the future of this, the, you know, the principles of this party. And if, yeah. it, you know, if you, if it's going to die out, if people like you don't get involved. I remember having to kind of buck myself up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, but I just put myself in the path of, of those opportunities. And What was and your first gig in politics outside the internships? In terms well, of being you, elected? You served in the legislature, rep. right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I was appointed and then elected to serve my hometown in mm-hmm. Olympia. Cool. Yeah. It was... It was amazing. I got a le- let's see. I was appointed the day after. I think I want to say it was my 29th birthday. I was going to say you had I, to have been one of the younger people yeah. down there. Yeah, I remember that you, you like you finish the thing. You, the state, the county commissioners vote for you. You, you know, after you, this is a long, arduous process, but um, they they literally swore me in on the spot. And Olympia, the, you guys were in a special session at the time, mm-hmm. and so they put me in a car and I drove to Olympia and got there and stepped down the floor and started voting. It was kind of surreal. And what, um, how long have you been in Congress? This is my seventh, sixth year. <laughs> how have you found it? It sounds like a thousand years. Yeah. So that's, that's how it feels. Um, like in one sense, because I had been a staffer here mm-hmm. and because I had served at the state level, I had an understanding of the legislative process and I knew not to expect the world I knew to have a managed expectation of how we could operate. Mm-hmm. And that actually helped. You know, a lot of my colleagues came in in 2010, is, was, was my class, um, and had worked in business their whole life, had never done anything in the legislative arena, and they expected to speak and have it be done. <laughs> so there was a lot of frustrated people. And for me, I knew the way the founders set this whole place up was it's not supposed to happen quick. It's supposed mm-hmm. to happen by consensus and, and getting in cooperation. And so for me... I found it exactly what I expected. Slow moving, but if you're willing to put your shoulder to the wheel and push hard and yeah. keep pushing, you can you can find success and get things done. Are there particular issues that you work on or that have kind of lit your fire since you've been here? Oh, you know what I've really enjoyed? I So I didn't think I was going to like appropriations. Yeah. Um, you didn't think you'd like No, it. because right. when I was here as a staffer, it was just a game of handing out money. Right. And I thought, this that doesn't – I don't want to do that. That doesn't appeal to me. Um, but under the the way things work now, it really is about controlling how the money gets spent, and that means that if you know this, we mm-hmm. get to have a say. We we get to put our constituents at the table in making decisions about how the budget is spent in all these different areas. It's really amazing. Yeah. Um, and so I I have found a you can get a lot done, and it's the one set of bills or bill, however you package it, that gets done every Congress. And in this environment. Yeah. It's an opportunity to really make something happen. So I've loved that. What was it? What were you? What I was, was just it? asking about what issues you work on. Oh, and, and so I've like loved appropriations, which is pretty yeah. broad. Yeah. But I have um, I started a caucus with Lucille Roybal Allard down yeah. in California, and um, on and she I didn't know that she was the first Mexican American 
um, I don't just first Mexican American woman, but I'm of Mexican descent. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the Latinas who have been here a lot, there's a handful, mm-hmm. aren't necessarily of Mexican descent. So it was kind of cool. We started a congress a caucus on maternity health and maternity right issues, on. and that's I have cool. loved it. We've gotten some really cool stuff done that's going to benefit women and moms and kids across the nation. So speaking of which, you had a uh, special guest on the floor with you yesterday. Yes, my three-year-old. My three-year-old who's going on 30. (laughs) (laughs) Abigail. She She seemed ready to take over. Oh, my Lord. She holds court. I'm not kidding. I took her to the Republican conference this morning because we opened with a prayer and and, a the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. And I thought, what a better thing to take my kid to because she likes coming with mommy to work and she likes coming on the floor. And I said, you want to come to this meeting with me? And she said, yeah. In fact, that's how I got her out of bed this morning. Um, she was like all groggy. And I said, do you want to come to work with mommy? And she flew out of bed. So she feels right at home. I don't know. She feels at home with a microphone too. I don't, I don't know if I should steer her away from politics. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What does she think about this place? She likes it. Yeah. She's pretty confident, though. I don't know if it's a firstborn thing. You could probably speak yeah. to this. Or if it's like a daughter thing. It's funny. My So I took my uh, daughters with me for swearing in. They were four uh-huh. and seven at the time. And when it was all done, my daughter said, um, so why was that supposed to be special? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm like, so unimpressed. Thanks for reeling me in, sweetheart. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, ouch. So uh, give wow. me a sense of, like, if, if I gave you a magic wand, what would you change about this place? <clears throat> Oh, my goodness. You know, I probably would put a lot more emphasis on issues that are felt more more acutely by everyday Americans. So I, I the big picture issues are important, the big national issues and, mm-hmm. and some of the and some of them are really controversial. It's really important that we work on those. I'm not saying that I'm not trying to, dim, dim, you know, diminish them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, you know, average stuff. um Healthcare, like healthcare, and I don't mean like the big picture bills. I'm talking about like how to pay your premiums, how to keep things straight, mm-hmm. how to how to um, you know copays and coinsurances, and is there a way to you know how does this apply to this? You know, a lot of the families I've met who need help in this area, it's just overwhelming. Or schools, like how to choose and be in control of your child's education feels like a lot of the time um, people come to me and say I'm being told I have to do this or this has to be this way or educators are coming to me and saying our hands are completely tied Mm -hmm. (laughs) we can't make this happen and we want to I I, so I feel like if I could move more things to local um, ownership or local Mm -hmm. directorship or local control I think we'd be better off because Mm -hmm. all these big picture issues when they're handled by people in DC often you know maybe they're well intentioned but they don't always have the, the good benefit at home or those unintended things wipe it out. But if we could move some of that decision-making closer to home, I think a lot of these things would find quicker solutions. Yeah, that's not all wisdom it sits in marble buildings in our yeah. nation's capital. Yeah, that's... nobody. Yeah, that might be news to those of us inside the Beltway, <laughs> but at home. <laughs> so um, anything you think folks back home uh, would be surprised to learn about Congress? Mm. That we don't all hate each other, yeah, and that we are here for the good of of our fellow man. It so that's not the stuff that gets on TV. Right. It's not sexy. It doesn't make news unless you're name calling, throwing bombs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people talk about the silent majority. I'd say there's a silent majority in Congress. I mean, you know this. We don't fly here every week and leave our families from the West Coast and and do all this for fame and fortune because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. pretty much we don't get the fame. Everybody 
doesn't doesn't like Congress, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, it it. it it is not the – that's not why you do it. You do it because you truly want to see people in your district and in my district and in Washington State and in our country um, better off. It is It is a love of service that drives most people in this area. Yeah. Um, and I wish more people knew that, but – Again, it, it's not the that's not the stuff that makes the news or the headlines. Yeah. So, so you mentioned the commute. Um, even though we have neighboring districts, we don't have the same commute. No. So, tell me how I you fly get, with the Portlanders. Yeah. So, how do you get home? I fly the. So we finish votes say like a Friday uh-huh. around noon. What? So I how? catch the five o'clock flight out of DCA, which uh-huh. is the Reagan. It's the close airport to Portland. Okay. Portland I, is my airport. And then how bad's your drive? Well, it was, I was living in Canvas, so it was only 15 minutes. Oh, now I live lucky. in Battleground, and okay. it's 30 minutes. All right. Still which, not so bad. No. Yeah. Not compared to you all who fly through Seattle. So what do you do on the plane? Yeah, are, oh, are you, do you I work? Do you watch the DigiPlayer? Not very. I watch the DigiPlayer. Yeah. Okay, so Suzanne Bonamici and I fly. Yeah. We're like f- flight buddies. Yeah. Well, I fly with, with Earl Blumenauer and DeFazio yeah. and, and sometimes I always sit with the Rikerts in my row. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm and, always and across sitting. across the aisle from Del Bene. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you fly with all my delegation, yeah. but I kind of have been sort of adopted <laughs> by Portland because, yeah. <gasps> well, don't say that. Yeah. That is cardinal sin oh, for those of us in Southwest Washington. Yeah. But those are the folks I fly with. So Suzanne and I, I can oftentimes sit either they're close to each other. She's been when I bring my three, so I have a three month old. He's four mm-hmm. months. Oh my gosh, he's a four month old, and I've been bringing him back and forth with me. Yeah. And Suzanne will sit with me sometimes so I can like have a bath, so I can go to the bathroom. I can yeah. like hand her off. So I will do anything I possibly can not to think about work during those six hours, yeah. just because it's my only time down. Yeah. Like, so I'll read memos, a few memos. I'll read some of the, you know, the I love the Economist. I'll read the Wall Street Journal. And if I can grab a free people like that someone left in the seat back, fantastic! I will absolutely read people. Yeah. that's that's like a guilty pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, how can you not want to know about Brangelina? Uh, I, seriously, really upsetting. Um, wait, wait. Yeah. They're 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 breaking up. I feel uncoupling. Like I, yeah, they're uncoupling. Of I'm sorry. Are you kidding me? I feel bad. I broke news on Are my podcast. Are you kidding? They wow. just <laughs> got married. I know. I'm sorry. And I really children. This is the first time I think the podcast oh, broke news. My so, uh, see this I cuz I don't buy it. It's cuz I'm cheap. It's only if it's sitting there and everybody So, I don't know if you know this. My first job was in a video store. I worked in West Side <laughs> Video in Port Angeles. I've seen every movie every Are ever you made. serious? So, I'm I always think it's interesting to find out what people's favorite movies are. Doesn't have to be one. You can name a few if there's. Okay, so I was thinking about this because I wanted to sound, you know, cool. Yeah, but I don't realized... say Citizen Kane because. Oh, it's... don't worry. <laughs> no, I'm not going to sound cool. Yeah. I will. I guarantee that. Right. The my favorite, the one that I would like, no kids. N- not that I want to get rid of my children, but yeah. like you know, you have a free Saturday to yeah. do, to watch whatever movie you want to watch in your pajamas with like some hot cocoa on a gray day at home. Pride and Prejudice, the A and E version. Oh. The six-hour version. Whoa. That's yeah. commitment. No, no Karen Knightley. She right. totally mocked that up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the that's si- the one. The A&E version. A six-hour. It's Pride beautiful. And- There's All like right. six installments. It's amazing. That's not. There's Emma, everything. Emma Thompson, that's Sense and Sensibility, yeah. right? I yeah. get my no. costume dramas confused. kidding me? It's not. It's, Sorry. It's <laughs> Jane Austen. Um, it's the best. All right. Your daughters, if they have right, I'm going to put it will. on the list. I have not seen that. I've it's seen amazing. nearly every movie. It hooks you. Really? Okay. It's good stuff. Hey, um, I think I promised you I'd keep it under 15 minutes, and I'm at 15 minutes and 45 seconds. So um, <laughs> let me just say thanks. I think folks will find this interesting. And I know I'm going to go watch Pride and Prejudice. Yay. All right. Well, and thanks zombies. for having me.
Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> Jeez. Take care. Thanks.